Hello and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 93. Today it's just me. Um, I didn't get with Laura. This month went really quick, but it's fine. I'll still put out a podcast and hopefully it'll be interesting. Before we get into that, though, I want to quickly go over my station news. If you want to check out my website, please feel free to do so. And you can find that at hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. If you had any questions or comments or show ideas, please feel free to send those to hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. I haven't actually checked that email in like three weeks, but I do check it periodically. So I, I will I will get your email eventually. Um, other than that, I think we're going to go ahead and jump in. Mm, quickly at the top of the show, I did want to remind you to check out Steve's books if you have not. They are on Amazon. You can just search for Stephen Oaks or go to the show notes. I've got links to his most recent books in the show notes. So check that out as well. Oh, also check out my book. It's also in the show notes. All right, so let's go ahead and jump in. So I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, and I decided I want to talk about the meaning of life. Okay, sort of. Um, so sometimes I ask my kids random questions to get their ideas on stuff, and then that motivates me to think about the stuff that I'm asking them, which, you know, are usually pretty basic questions in the sense they are universal to all people. All people will have these questions, not in the sense that they have simplistic answers. And one of the questions I asked them recently is, what is the meaning of life or why are we here? Which is a great question that I just think we should periodically ask ourselves to see if our ideas have changed or not. And I feel like religions often try to answer that question, why are we here versus not here? It's easy to say we're here just because of random chance, and there certainly could be truth to that. There might be some truth to that, but then it doesn't feel like it really answers the question either. So if you ask, like, what is the meaning of life, and you're like, well, there is no meaning of life. It's just random chance that we are here. Does that really answer the question? Then do you live your life as if there were no meaning and you do whatever you want? Because that feels kind of like an empty existence. Um, I think the alternative, if you were of the belief that there's not either meaning in life, you would say... Well, there's not an objective meaning of life, but there's a subjective meaning of life. We make our own meaning of life, or we add meaning to our lives. But then you're really back at the same point. It's like, okay, well, what's the meaning of life for you? And it's like, okay, well, you're still answering the same question. So you can look at it multiple ways, is my point. Um, Now, I'm not completely sure there's like absolutely no objective meaning of life at all. If we look at some of the, if we look at the stories of the gods, we've been reading a lot of those stories recently, uh, Laura and I. It's it's not really straightforward. Like this here is the meaning of life, and then it lays it out. But I think there are clues in them. There are things that seem to be important to the gods that we can get some of these answers from perhaps. So what is the meaning of life? I mean, we can go through some simple examples. Um, 
maybe it's just to keep your family safe. We see all sorts of stories. The whole idea of Odin sacrificing his eye for the runes, that, that works on multiple levels. But one reason was so that he would have the runes or letters and language or power to give to his people. Because remember, Odin gave the runes to his folk, us. Um, that's as obvious because we have the runes, but it also said that. So he was sacrificing himself there to make life better for his people. So maybe that's it. And there's all sorts of examples where Thor will go out and fight the Yatans. Why does he do that? I mean, self-preservation, maybe. But I think more likely he's trying to protect his, his people and his folk and his family. Um, and, you know, this is one of the ones that I brought up with my daughters, just having a fun, as lighthearted as this conversation can be. And, you know, I, I brought that one up and I was like, you know, I do stuff for you because I think that it, you know, makes you, makes your life better or protects you. And then Saga said something that I thought was actually like really good. It's like, well, maybe it's to like make the world a better place for your family. And I was like, I really like that. And maybe it is, because a lot of the stuff that I do is obviously to make the world a better place for my kids. Um, but then then she said, like, well, I don't do anything to make the world a better place for my family, so maybe that's not right. And I was like, well, actually, she does, too. You know, every time she, like, behaves or, or says something nice or, you know, just, like, makes us cards or does some cute sweet loving thing then she's making the world a better place for us so that's what I said and, and um, I think there's there's truth to that and, and I guess my point is no matter how old you are if you're a kid or if you're a grown-up you can always make the world a better place for your family because one thing if we don't want the meaning of life to be something unachievable because then it goes goes kind of back to being meaningless. If your meaning of life was to make everyone on the planet happy, like blissfully happy for eternity, that is an unachievable meaning of life. So I wouldn't say that's really a meaning of life. That must not be the meaning of life because it is impossible to achieve such a goal. But if your meaning of life is to make your family happy, I think that's achievable. It may be difficult, but I think at the very least it's achievable so you could have that for being a meaning of life. So that's like one of the contenders for being the meaning of life. And if you don't want to call it the meaning of life, you don't have to. You could say, what should my goal in life be? Because that's a real fair question. Should your goal in life be to just make more money? Because if it is, starting a family is probably a bad idea. Because, you know, they ultimately cost money rather than make money. But if your goal is to make the world a better place for your family, then maybe you do want to start a family because, you know, then you have, like, a bigger family to make the world a better place for. And I guess if the meaning of life was to make the world a better place for your family, maybe you'd need a family to do that. But everyone has a family because you have, like, parents and stuff. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, that's that's one possible meaning of life and I, I really think that's a good one because if you look at the consequences that leads to they're pretty good consequences you're going to teach them the difference between right and wrong because if your family is moral the world is going to be better for them and they're going to be happier you're going to provide for them as best you can 
you are not going to beat them. You're going to treat them with respect and dignity. All of these things are good. You will treat other people with respect and dignity because if you really want the world to be a better place for your kids, you have to act in such a way that like everybody deserves respect and dignity because if you don't, then other people, if you act in disrespectful ways towards other people, those people will reciprocate by acting in equally disrespectful ways to you, and then you're ultimately putting your family in danger and making a society that's not safe to live in. So, if your meaning of life is to, or your goal in life is to make the world a better place for your family, or to protect your family, or to provide for your family, any of those things have a lot of really good consequences, which is another way to tell if you've got a good meaning of life. If your meaning of life is something that creates a world that you do not like, then it's not really a very good meaning of life. It's not like a consistent meaning of life. So if your meaning of life was to burn the world, but also you want technology and the finer things in life, like if, if you want there to be video games and computers and medical care and clean food and water, that's great. But then if you also want to say your goal in life is to burn the world down, well, that's not consistent because if you succeeded, you wouldn't have the things that you say you want, like computers and medical care. The world's burnt down. You don't have all those advantages. So looking at your meaning of life, you need to make sure that it leads to something that you consider good. I mean, there could be an extreme example where you don't think you should have medical care and computers and clean water. Maybe you think you shouldn't have those things. And then maybe your burn the world idea can work. But for me, I, I want all those things. I think they're good. Um, and if my meaning of life is to like look out for my family and protect them, I think that leads to those other good things. So like that works meaning of life. Another po popular meaning of life that I've always liked is the idea that we should always try to learn more and better ourselves. And that comes a lot from, again, the same Odin story that I mentioned earlier, where he sacrifices his eye for the runes. That is partially to protect his family and his kin and make the world a better place. Absolutely. But also, it is partially so that he can learn about uh, the nature of existence, really. Um, he, he's trying to learn how the universe works and just the nature of existence when he when he gets the runes out of the well. So that seems to be a goal of his. And then you also see many other places where Odin travels around the world and learns all of this stuff. And then also we see stories of Heimdall and especially Bragi, where it's demonstrated that they have a deep knowledge of the lore, which again seems to be putting an emphasis on the importance of knowledge and knowing things. So maybe that's meaning of life. I think we see that in Austria a lot as well. So the first one you see protecting your, your kin and making the world a better place for your kin being important. And secondly, you see a lot of things where it's very important that you know things and learn more things. So maybe that's a good meaning of life. I mean, the very fact that Odin travels 
kind of demonstrates that. He is traveling, and he's not just traveling in Asgard, or even Midgard, he's also traveling to Jotunheim. He's traveling in dangerous places, but he's traveling all over the world so that he can learn more stuff. So he is actually taking risks, putting himself in danger, so he can become more wise. And I think that's a really good meaning of life, too. And then you ask yourself, where does that lead? Because there's some risks where you could, if everybody embraced that, there would be at least a slight increase in people dying because they're doing dangerous things by going to dangerous places. I mean, think of all the trips to Antarctica in the 19th century and how many people died doing that. It was a lot of people died doing that. So then you're like, well, maybe that's not good because it leads to everybody dying. But first of all, everyone who went to the Arctic didn't die. Second of all, everybody who's curious and puts themselves in dangerous places don't die. Most people don't actually, but some do. But let's look at the other consequences. Well, it's all the technology that we have. It's the fact that we discovered the Arctic in the first place and really mapped that out. It's, you know, the all of these scientific revolutions we have are because people were curious and they wanted to know the truth. Sometimes that was even dangerous. There's, there's many examples of people doing experiments that were not actually safe and, and doing experiments that perhaps they knew were not safe because they really wanted to know the answer. Um, or what about our Vikings, the first ones who got on a boat and sailed into dangerous waters because they wanted to know what was out there? Was that dangerous? Absolutely. But look what it led to. It led to discovering all these different lands, like, you know, what was it? Leif Erikson um, ended up discovering America. Uh, so you've got, yeah, Leif Erikson ended up discovering America, which they had never discovered before, so they knew way more stuff. Plus, there's just a spirit of travel and the spirit of wanting to explore, which is one of the big things that humanity has that makes us great, is the fact that we, by our nature, want to explore and see what's out there. And that let us, like, colonize the entire planet, and that's good. It's good that we colonize the entire planet in the sense it's it's good that humans are everywhere here on Earth because humans are cool. That's obviously a humanistic point of view. and But ultimately, I think it's good. I think it's good that we, as a species, have really colonized the world and sort of made it our own. I'm not saying that there aren't some downsides to that. I understand I understand that there's like environmental stuff and pollution and things like that, which can be bad. But overall, I think it's good that humans have sort of explored the globe, explored the globe. And I think it's good that we're trying to explore space now, because that's the next frontier, the next thing we want to do. I, I think if you do it from the like pessimistic viewpoint, it's like, oh yeah, well, humanity's a virus, and now we're escaping this cell to infect the rest of the universe. You can look at it that way, and, and it's an interesting way to look at it, and I don't even know if it's wrong, but that's not how I look at it. I look at it as, like, we've colonized this planet, now let's go on and colonize some more and really grow as a species, and I think that's super cool. 
But all of that is made possible by this desire, this inborn desire that we have to discover and understand and know the world around us. And my point is I think we should embrace that. I think we should embrace understanding the world around us. Also, it's going to solve a lot of our problems, you know. Um, a lot of the things we're doing that's maybe not so good to the earth, if we really understand what's going on, then we can probably fix those problems as well. Um, or, and, and understand them better than we do currently. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Anyway, um, I, I think the, if you want to say the meaning of life is to understand the world or yourself or both. That leads to really good things too. Because yes, you will sometimes put yourself in dangerous situations, but also you will discover a bunch of stuff doing that. It is that expansion. Or, you know, another good example, if you don't want to go with the Arctic, it's harder to see the benefits of exploring the Arctic because it's not like people, it's not like there's a vast colonies of people there now. It's good that we discovered it so we understood it more and, you know, there's like, few people up there, but there's not many. Um, if you think of early days of America when we pushed west, that was another thing that was scary. There were all sorts of dangers involved in pushing west, but, but people did it because we wanted to know what was out there, we wanted to explore, we wanted to just like... And more than know what was out there for pushing west, I think we just wanted to explore and go where we hadn't been before. And that desire really helped America grow into what it is today. And so I think that that was also a good thing. So maybe that's the meaning of life. This idea that we want to become, we want to explore, we want to understand, we want to be greater than what we are today. And I think you really see that a lot in those Odin stories where he is constantly traveling. And he's constantly becoming better than he used to be and understanding himself and the world around him more and more fully. That's where you really see that demonstrated. But I think that's a really great meaning of life too. And then I suppose another thing you could ask, so like those are two good meanings of life, right? That you see in the Lord. The idea of providing for and protecting your family and the idea of becoming like understanding the world around you and yourself. So those are two like big meaning of life things. And then a lot of the other things you see are, um, there, there's a big emphasis on keeping your oath. There's <clears throat> some cautionary tales about why you shouldn't take that lightly. I'm thinking of, uh, oh, what's that story in the Heimskringla? Is it in there? The, oh, the story of Freyfaxi. Um, I'm thinking that's kind of a cautionary tale of why you need to be careful about the oaths you make. Um, and there's, of course, the stories of Nightful Hell, how you get there for breaking oaths is one of the reasons you get there. Also, murder and seducing other men's wives. But you see this common theme of, um, of uh, not respecting autonomy. Because, uh, you know, a, a big one I will say, and if you've listened to this podcast for any number of years, you know, um, the big moral linchpin is autonomy. If you break autonomy, you're doing something wrong. And that's still there, and that's still in the lore. But the problem with 
gen- generally speaking, when when I say that, I'm talking about like if you look at a particular action, can you you can decide if it's moral or not by saying does it break autonomy or does it not break autonomy? If it doesn't break autonomy, it's fine. If it does, it's immoral. Um, and then I guess as a meaning of life, you could make that bigger by saying anything that enhances autonomy could be a meaning so your meaning of life could be to increase autonomy and I think that's fair and I think that's kind of in the lore again because they're showing that breaking autonomy is is wrong demonstrating that autonomy is important so if, if breaking autonomy is wrong then enhancing it is at least likely correct I, I, it doesn't follow logically so I, I don't want you to think that's what I'm saying just because breaking autonomy is wrong does not mean that enhancing autonomy is necessary. But I, I think that enhancing autonomy is a good meaning of life. Uh, so that's like three big, good, potential meanings of life. Like making the world a better place for your, for your family, enhancing autonomy, and discovering things about the world and yourself becoming wiser, if you will. So it's like, well, which one is the meaning of life? And I, I always like black and white answers where there is a definite yes and a definite no, and, and there's a winner. Like, okay, this one, this option is the meaning of life. You can focus on this to the exclusion of all else. But maybe, and probably, it's not actually that simple. When you're thinking of the meaning of life, it's, it's like anything else. You're not going to have a single right answer. It's going to be multifaceted. You're, you know, with, with most of these things, like even the beginning of the world, you have like the world of fire and the world of ice coming together. You're meaning in the middle. You're not being extreme. You're meaning in the middle. So maybe the meaning of life is all three of those things. And, and I think that's very fair to say like those are the three primary guiding principles that you should live by. First of all, it's simple enough you're not going to get confused. Because if your meaning of life is an 800-page doctoral thesis, you're not going to be able to review that and see if you're really on track easily. It's going to be so hard to know if you're meeting your goals or not that you're just, in, on, in all honesty, you're probably just not going to do it. And you're just going to be like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to laugh. So you don't want to be too complicated. Um... But you can't make it, in this case, I don't think you can make it too simple because it's actually not simple. But these these three things together, I think, are at the very least a really good start for the meaning of life. And if, if you can look at these three things, first of all, they're not mutually exclusive. And actually, I think they work well together. By doing one, you're sort of doing the others. If you're enhancing autonomy in your family, that's making a better world for your family. And if you're learning about yourself and you're learning about the world, that gives you the ability to make it better. So that's make it better for your family. Uh, there's some conflict which needs to be balanced. For example, how much do you want to travel? Do you want to take a trip to the Arctic? Obviously, that's not what we do anymore. Um, but do you want to take a trip to Mars to understand the world better? Well, if you're single and young, maybe the answer is yes. Because 
you could really help out the world at large and your family the most by making these scientific discoveries. If you're a mother with three kids at home, maybe you don't because it would really be detrimental for your family if you were to not return. Or even what are, what are your family going to do when you're gone for six months or a year? I mean, I guess the father could take care of them and, and that would work, but are you willing to take the same amount of risk? You know, <clears throat> if you're a 25-year-old woman and you want to go to space, that seems easier than if you're like 30 and you have three cats. <sighs> or, you know, or your father obviously works as well. Like, like me. I don't know if I'd go to space if I had the opportunity because, look, if, if like my kids were grown, maybe I would. But right now, where my kids rely on me, I'm not sure it's right for me to abandon them for a year because, you know, they're relying on me. So the taking care of my family takes precedence, in this case, over the understanding of the world more fully. Quote-unquote lucky place, and the fact that I'm not going to be chosen to go to space anyway. There are other people who are far more qualified than me. But... As a mental experiment, wondering what I do, I think I'd probably have to stay home just because, because I really have that duty to my family. Whereas if I was a younger person, I'd probably go. Anyway, um, I think that's everything I wanted to say today. I just kind of wanted to, and you know, I'm not giving like the answers. These aren't the answers to what the meaning of life is. What this really is, is just me thinking about it and more importantly, me encouraging everybody else to think about it. These are important things, so take a moment and think about it. So, I guess my final thoughts are think about the meaning of life because it's an interesting thing and my three favorites are like protecting your family, making the world a better place, enhancing autonomy, and learning and understanding yourself and the world. So with that, I want to thank everybody very much for listening. Please feel free to check out my website, which you can find at www.huginhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. Send me an email there if you want, and um, which is huginhoffpodcast at gmail.com. And feel free to subscribe to the RSS there, because then you get the podcast every month. Also, check out Steve's books. I will see you next month for our hell.